Hello, everybody, and welcome back into another Hockey Writers Roundtable season preview show. We are up to the Anaheim Ducks, and of course, I'm your host, Matthew Zator, and I am joined in by two Anaheim Ducks writers, Evan Saberin and Jordan Reinhardt. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the YouTube uh, channel. I mean, we're we're almost, we're very close to the regular season now. We're only weeks away from preseason, so uh, Evan, how's it going? I'm excited, man. We just I'm still in the middle of a dynasty league draft right now. We're around 57. We're almost done. Uh yeah, I'm excited. I, I had an opportunity to uh and humble brag here, but I had an opportunity to skate at the Honda Center last week. Nice. Uh see the new logo on the ice. And I, I I'm fired up, man. I I can't wait. I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> All right. And Jordan, uh, welcome. Uh, I know the Anaheim Ducks, very exciting team as we're kind of we're gonna getting to it but uh, how's it going doing well Matty. thank you for having me on appreciate it uh looking forward to the season man september means it's almost hockey season training camps around the corner uh you know for for the ducks lately uh you know the summertime means means no hockey and and really just looking forward to to the next season so we can watch some hockey so uh we're finally there <laughs> uh and we got a young team exciting team and we're ready to go yes i you know as exciting you know you got you got so many young stars coming up you got leo carlson they just drafted um everyone thought it was gonna be adam fantilli ended up being this guy i mean carlson was talked about in that top three so it's not like they reached um he's gonna end up being a really good piece of this ducks team adding to the immense talent they already got up front mason mctavish trevor zegris um yes he remains unsigned but they'll sign him i don't think we're going to worry about that they also added a bunch of veteran pieces, uh, you know, to the defense, to up front. So this team is ready to go, I think, not very far away from being a team that could end up being in contention for playoffs and, you know, back to that type of team that Getzlaff and Perry had led for many years. So uh, let's jump right in to this uh, forward group that added a pretty big veteran uh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning and Alex Kalorn. Um, Evan, we'll start with you. What do you think about this addition? I mean, were you surprised that he chose the Anaheim Ducks? I mean, it's not like, I mean, he doesn't have to win a cup. So maybe it was something just wanting to be part of a, an, an exciting up and coming team. Uh, what do you think about his addition? Well, I mean, also Southern California is not a bad place to live down, you know, down, <laughs> down South around here in Anaheim, you know, you got Newport beach and Laguna. So, you know, real world problem. <laughs> um no, I, I I think this was the perfect signing, and because as you just stated, you know this they've got these young kids, man, and uh, the, the talent that this team has accumulated um, over the last you know five or six years in the draft, they, uh, I think they have their core right now, uh, and I think now is the time to bring in that veteran leader. You know, he's won two Stanley Cups with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, gritty. You know, he's been through the uh, the playoff runs, the grind, and, and this is the kind of guy that you want mentoring these young kids because they haven't they haven't sniffed the playoffs yet. And, you know, they need they need that experience. And that's what Alex Kaloran is going to bring to them. Yeah, for sure. And he was a big part of those lightning teams. He wasn't just a, you know, a little piece. He right. He made a lot of, you know, scored a lot in the playoffs. Uh, it was a big part of those teams. So definitely a lot of leadership coming to the dressing room. Jordan, uh, what do you think about this signing? Uh, were you surprised that Kalorn picked this team? I mean, he had a lot, probably had the choices of a lot of teams to join. 
but chose the Ducks. Uh, not a cheap contract, but you know, six point two five million. He's getting paid. But uh, what do you think is of his addition? Yeah, certainly, certainly a coveted player uh, in free agency, um, and and for a lot of good reasons. Um, he's a big, skilled winger, has championship pedigree, uh, solid leadership. You know, part of a leadership core that had some incredibly successful years um, over in Tampa Bay. So uh, on the one hand, it is a little surprising he chose uh, a different scenery, uh, so to speak, or team dynamic, <laughs> I guess, similar weather, Florida and <laughs> California. But um, so maybe he was looking for something similar, uh, but definitely a different team dynamic. So he's going to have to get used to that, uh, you know, being on a being a older uh, leadership player in a, on a young and growing team. So there's going to be some growing pains. Um, but he's a good addition for the team. Uh, he's going to bring help to a lot of different areas uh, that the Ducks need help in. Um, and primarily, you know, that veteran playoff experience. Um, and he's a dynamic power play asset, too. He scored a lot of big goals uh, and also something that the Ducks really need help in. So I like the signing. Not too worried about uh, the cap. I mean, they've got so much cap space. It's, it's ridiculous. So um, I think they'll be OK on that regard, too. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's got doesn't look like he's slowing down either. I mean, he's 33 years old, but he's still been a very productive player into his 30s. So I don't think he's going to be, you know, an anchor <laughs> either. So he's going to be a big part of this team, I think, even even as they move towards that being a contender. I don't know how many years off that is. I mean, it could be pretty soon, but uh, we'll just have to see. Right. I want to talk about a guy that I already mentioned him, Leo Carlson. Um you know, it could be an opening for him on this team. Isaac Lindstrom is out have probably maybe until February. Who knows? Uh, this is a guy that now there's that opening on the third line. Uh, you know, Jordan, what do you think? Uh, does he have a chance at making this team and uh, being a big impact in his rookie season? I think so. Uh, he's you know, his, he's NHL size already. Uh, he's big body, skates really well. I think uh, I, I'm personally of the opinion that he he and and several other young guys should should really be given a chance uh, right now. Um, of course, there's something to be said for developing uh, your skills and honing your your talent in in the AHL. Um, but Carlson, especially if there's space for him, you know, he, I think he's ready. Uh, he was one of the he had one of the best rookie seasons in the Swedish Elite League um, out of any recent NHLers uh, going into their rookie season. So. Um, I think he's ready. Um, they have a spot for him. So as long as he, you know, shows up and has a good training camp, I don't see why not throwing him, throwing him into the fire, so to speak. So uh, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's 18, but he, he definitely, like you said, had a really good uh, season in the SHL there. And that's not an easy league to be good in at 18. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think he's probably ready, but uh, Evan, there is another guy that could potentially fight for his spot there too. And Nathan Goche, uh, do you think Goche could potentially make the team over Carlson or do you think Carlson has got uh, a better chance? I don't know, but I will say this, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, head to development camp and Goche really stood out for me. And, and this guy is exactly what you need in a third line center you know he's a big uh, two-way power forward. He won the uh, the uh, best defensive forward uh, in what was it the CHL last year? Mm -hmm. uh, 
he he's a player and he's an impact player and he's smart and he's a hard worker. He was the alternate captain for uh, the Quebec Remparts that uh, ended up winning the uh, Memorial Cup. And he also uh, played under Patrick Waugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a good leader. And I, I think he could make this team. I, I really do. Is it over Leo Carlson? I don't know. But, you know, he's he's a good player. Yeah, he definitely has the size uh, to be able to play that third line center role. And, um, you know, they got some real good center depth now. I it's it's actually could be really scary when they're in their prime and this team is in its prime because they could have maximum. They could have four really good centermen down the middle there. Uh, So it's going to be fun, I think, to watch this team. But let's focus on this season um, you know, Jordan, what do you think about this forward group? Are, are they in a position to be a good, you know, be able to contend or are they still in that rebuilding stage? What do you think about this, uh, forward group in general, any storylines you're kind of watching? Yeah, I think, uh, there's a lot of questions that still, um, need to be answered. Uh, I think primarily with those young forward groups, uh, our young forward group, the question really is who, who's going to supplement the offense provided by Zegers and Terry, um, you know, is McTavish going to have a good sophomore season? So that's something um, I'm going to look out for. You know, he had a pretty impressive rookie campaign um, looked, didn't look really out of place. I thought too often, at least offensively. Um, so look, I'm looking for him to have a big season. Um, and I'm also looking from a forward standpoint, you know, can that middle six group be or provide the offensive support that, uh, this team needs. So by middle six, you know, I'm, I'm really talking about, you know, uh, Strom, Frank Vetrano, Alex Kalorn, really, what kind of season is he going to have in his first season in Anaheim? Um, and then to a, a lesser extent, you know, you still have um, some veteran guys like Max Jones and, and Jacob Silverberg who, who need to have better mm-hmm. seasons too. So I'm looking at those guys to really supplement, you know, the offense, uh, you know, that's going to be provided by, you know, our, our talented offensive players. So that's what I'm looking for this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more growth too. I mean, the 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 yeah, it's gonna be a very young core, kind of trying to round itself together um, of what's gonna be in the future. So yeah, I think I think I agree with all you're saying. They they have a really good mix of veterans and uh, young guys too. With adding Kalorn, like you said, Silverberg too. So um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all kind of goes out throughout the season. All right, Evan, uh, shifting to the defense. Uh, you know, there's a lot of veteran leaders that they added here too, Radko Gudis, uh, you know, Ilya Labushkin, uh, you know, these guys are been added to maybe supplement these young guys, but as it looks right now on cap friendly, there's, it's a lot of veterans <laughs> in there. Uh, Jamie Drysdale is obviously coming back. Uh, Cam Fowler, veteran guy still. What do you think about this defense and the additions that were made? Well, I, I think Jamie Drysdale is going to be a huge X factor. You know, him uh, losing last season to a torn labrum just eight mm-hmm. games into the season was kind of a killer for his development. Uh, having said that, though, the defense is it, the the young kids that are coming. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and especially with Olin Zellweger. And uh, interesting point: the this off season, uh, the the Ducks had three prospects in Olin Zellweger, Pavel Mintikoff, and Tristan Leneau that took home all three of the major Canadian Hockey League Defenseman of the Year awards. Uh, that's never happened in NHL <laughs> history. And to further that point, uh, you know, I did a podcast last week with Shane Malloy, a scout from 
uh, EP Rinkside, and the Ducks. He he. The Ducks are one of the best organizations uh, in scouting, drafting, and developing defensemen. Last year alone, they had eleven defensemen in the league. It might not sound like a lot, but to have 11 defensemen that were drafted and developed mm-hmm. by this team, even around the league, because you think about Brandon Montour, mm-hmm. you think about Shea Theodore, you think about uh, Hampus Lindholm. And now with these younger kids coming with Mintyakov, Zellweger, Leno, Jackson Lacombe got a game in last year. I think it's in a really exciting time for this team. Uh, and like I said, I think Drysdale can be the X factor. They brought in some veterans like, you know, they're the same thing with Kalorn. Uh, you're doing with Gudis, bringing him in. You know, mm-hmm. it adds some toughness to the team. It, it's, he's going to show these kids like what it takes. You know, he's coming off that long cup run they just went in Florida. So I, I think he's a very valuable addition to this team to mentor these young kids. Uh, Robert Hag, uh, he, you know, he was like the seventh defenseman for the Red Wings last year. Mm-hmm. Labushkin is a solid third pairing D man, but. Again, I I want to see who makes the team. If it's I think Zellweger will make the team, and I think there's a small possibility that Mintikov could also make the mm. team. He really stood out for me at development camp. He looks like the prototype new age defenseman, big, fast, talented hands. Uh, really, he he stood out more for me than anyone else at, at uh, development camp, and that includes Carlson. So I I think they're in really good shape defensively and they're going to gel together in the next couple of years. And it's going to be exciting to watch the defense. Like I've said this on prospect corn many times that uh, they had just kind of <laughs> the riches that they had on defense is insane. Uh, it, it is a very stat. It's going to be a very stacked defense core uh, when all these guys hit their prime and we'll see what they kind of do with all of them. Because uh, like Zellweger is going to be a star in the NHL. You already got Drysdale who's looked really good uh, so far. He's only 21. Uh, Minchukov, another, yeah, like you already said, he's going to be a top four guy as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they all kind of gel together and uh, how they kind of work together as a core. But very exciting to see uh, the defense uh, moving forward, especially with this prospect group. Jordan, you have anything to to add to that uh, defense discussion? Uh, Anything you're kind of watching? Yeah, the, I love the I love the discussion about all the young prospects. Uh, it means hopefully means uh, great things, you know, for the future of this uh, deep uh, defensive unit. Uh, I guess as it as it relates to this season, uh, it really makes you wonder who 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 they're going to give a chance to, uh, you know, because you have some of some of the guys that figure to have spots locked in um, for this group already. You know, you have Kim, you have uh, Drysdale. Uh, you have Gudis and Labushkin, and, and we'll see if Labushkin earns that full-time role. But you're already—that's already four out of six spots. So you know there's two left, um, and there's plenty of def- defensive prospects that are going to push for a spot on this team. Uh, you mentioned Zellweger. Uh, Jackson Lacombe has some experience. Uh, he's a big body too. Uh, you know the du- the Ducks for all of their, um, you know all of their faults. They need guys that can play defense. They had the worst defense in the history of the league last year. Um, and defense is more about just being able to break the puck out, skating well, running a power play. You know, you need guys that can play defense. Um, and I think a lot of these prospects can do both. You know, they're two-way defensemen, which is good. Um, but, you know, to, to, to improve the, the defensive core, we, we need guys that are going to come in and, and play strong defensive, be technical on the defensive side of the puck. 
Um, and I think good, you know, good is his, his style has a place in the league. Uh, you know, he's big, he's mean, he's physical. Um, and that absolutely has a place in the, in the league today. So, um, and the, and the ducks need some of that grit. Yeah. I think, I think Gudis will be able to add uh, quite a bit to the defense, even though he is a veteran and what, what he did in, in Florida. Right. And that, that's a guy that, uh, another one, like, like you mentioned with Kalorn, just adding that veteran veteran leadership to a team that could potentially be, who knows? I mean, it could be potentially contending for playoffs in like three years, maybe uh, depending on how all this, all these guys develop. So uh, it's going to be fun <laughs> to watch this defense uh, kind of develop together as well. All right. Moving to the goaltending. And this is a, I think a position in transition. Uh, you got John Gibson still here. Uh, lots of trade rumors that have been kind of surrounding him. He's denied them. Uh, it's, it's interesting when these rumors come out because you're not sure. Are these real or is it is it just smoke, right? So you got him. You got Alex Stalock, who they signed, another veteran guy. He's 36 years old. But you also got Lucas Dostal coming up as the goaltender of the future. So, uh, Evan, what do you think about the goaltending? Is this something that is Gibson going to be here the whole season or are they going to try to move from him uh, moving forward? Well, I mean, that's a great question considering what he, you know, experienced last year. Last year was rough for him. And and if, if you if you're at a Ducks game, you could you could see the frustration from him. The Ducks gave up 39 shots, <laughs> 39 <laughs> shots per game last season. That's a record high in the salary cap era. And let me tell you, I don't care what teams in front. You're not going to win many games when you're giving up 39 shots a game. You know, yeah, yeah. they also allowed over four, four, 4.09 goals a game. And their penalty uh, killing percentage was absolutely awful. So. You can you can see the frustration w- with Gibson on the ice. Now I- I'm not really sure how that all went down this summer. What is the the agents came out and said no, he never asked for that or what. So and that's that's probably an internal thing that we're never really going to find out the truth behind. But um, I-, I thought last year he could have been a trade deadline acquisition. You know, for these teams going into the playoffs mm-hmm. to get a solid goaltender like Gibby, it's I thought I thought he, there was a chance he could move last year. And you know I know the salary is a little higher, but Lucas Dostal is uh is a pretty good goalie prospect. He's a he's a big boy, and I and mm-hmm. I think uh you know, I mean if if a if a contender at the deadline needs a goalie, mm-hmm. why not why not see what you can pluck from the Ducks? And and you still got Dostal in the back uh backing him up, you know. And this this kid fits that timeline for these young prospects. You know, I think Gibson, he's an older veteran. I. I I don't know if he's going to be around for the cup run part, but I can mm-hmm. see him being moved at the deadline. Yeah, he's only 30. I'm only. I mean, 30 years old for a goalie. He still has a few years still left. I think he could yeah. still be moved and still be part of a team for a while. Uh, Jordan, what do you think about Gibson? Uh, is he a guy that's going to be here at the end of the season? Or uh, is Dostal going to end up being the starter uh, sooner rather than later? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to say, Matt, because he it's unfortunate because, you know, he spent a decent chunk of his prime on a different timeline than than the Ducks are on. You know, he you know, and when gets off Kessler and Perry were, you know, still leading this team, he was a little young. Um, They didn't quite have the playoff success, I think, that um, they would have liked to accomplish, you know, in those later years. And then, you know, those guys transition out. And the core of this team is so much younger than he is that, you know, he he's 
the starting goaltender on a team that struggled the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can't, that can't be too fun, um, for him. Um, but I'm of the belief that the net is his and until he doesn't want it anymore. Um, I know the numbers don't always indicate it, but I think he is criminally underappreciated. Um, I think he's a absolute stud in net. Um, and, and yeah, the net's his, if he wants it, Joe Stahl is waiting. He, he is, I think the next goaltender for this team, um, he is sort of on that same age timeline as, as the core group um, and will be the starter, I think, when a lot of these guys are ready to, you know, hit their primes and, and um, start contending for postseason spots. Um, so maybe that is this season. Maybe maybe a, a contender wants, you know, wants Gibson um, as insurance or, or maybe there's a goaltender that goes down at some point in the season with an injury, um, you know, and they see him and, and they're willing to pay a price for him. Uh, it's possible. Um, but, you know, hard to hard to believe, you know, what the rumors are. Is it does Gibson want to stay? Does he want to go? Uh, I guess we'll see, you know, as the season plays out. Well, if they're better defensively, <laughs> I think yeah. uh, I think he'll probably yeah, like it true. a bit better. <laughs> well, it can't be worse. <laughs> no, you true. can't. I think they, they hit rock bottom yeah. last season. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think it'll end up being what what happens around the deadline, where they are. I, and I I don't know. It's hard to kind of project this team, but we will. Let's talk about how they stack up in this Pacific division, which is tough. I, you got the you got the guys at the top, the Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. I, you've got the you know Calgary Flames, or who knows what they're going to be this season. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are up there. The LA Kings are have improved with Dubois being added. The Vancouver Canucks added some guys. They are potentially a better team as well. I, Jordan, what do you think about how they stack up in this division? Are they still in the basement, or could they actually push themselves into that middle portion? I th- I think they take a step up. Uh, to be to be honest, uh, I I think they're better than San Jose. They're in a, they're a better place in San Jose. They've got some prospects that I think are going to make this team. They added some veteran free agents that we did, like you know that we've talked about already that are going to make them better, um, and are better than the than the people that they're replacing, um, in my opinion. So I do think they're going to be better. Um, I don't I don't think they stack up particularly well um, I, with anyone in the, the division, maybe outside of San Jose. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a tough. Another tough season. Um, I do think they'll they'll be a little bit better though. Yeah. Yeah, they like I say, they, they do they add some talent. So uh we'll see. <laughs> Evan, what do you think? Uh, do you agree? Are they still in that basement with San Jose or are they kind of could they surprise? Uh could they? Yeah. <laughs> likely. I don't know. I mean, this is a this is a crazy division, you know. You you got to go against Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Yeah, you, you got the Cup champs who are stronger than ever. Yeah. Uh, the the Kraken are are. I can't believe how good they are already. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be tough, and I, I expect a bounce back season from Calgary as well. But uh, yeah, you know, this season is 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 going to be growing pains. It's it's the learning curve, and that they're exactly. You know, that that's and I think that's fine with the organization. They know they've got the talent coming and they've got, a, you know, this is the time where they start to gel and and, and learn and, and get to know each other and, you know, become a team. And so they're, they're still in the early stages, but they're on the right path, in my opinion. So I like I said, 
might be some growing pains this year, but uh, the future is bright. And I think that's really safe to say. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've said it many times up this, this preview that they, they, you know, the future is, is, it is bright for, for a lot of these young players. And like you said, the core needs to be developed and we'll see who's part of that core. Um, you know, we already kind of see Zegris and McTavish are probably guys you're going to be growing around, you know, building around Leo Carlson is part of that uh, group as well. So yeah, this year's just going to be another, another year of building. And that's, uh, that's not bad. It's something that needs to happen, but we'll see how it all goes. Before we move to our quick fire, I want to ask you guys about the new head coach because they do have a new head coach going into this season. Greg Cronin, uh, Evan, what do you think about that uh, move? Is this the guy they're kind of banking on for this young group, or will, or is he just kind of a in between coach <laughs> before they actually want to want to get the guy they want? Well, he is a first time NHL head coach. Uh... I think they needed a new voice with these kids. Uh, you know, there's been some turnover in the front office, but uh, yeah, I think he's, you know, they wanted a different voice for, for, for these young, talented potential superstars. And I think it's a good hire. Uh, I trust Pat Verbeek's decision. He's, you know, he's a, he's a veteran leader, who, you know, has learned from some of the best GMs in the league. And I, I think it's a good job. I think it was a good hire. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine with him. I like him. For sure. Like he's got a lot of experience in coaching and player development. So this is a guy that I think is going to be good for the young guys. Um, but we'll see. Jordan, what do you think about the new coach? Is this the right guy for uh, this young core that's being developed? Yeah, ba- based on his resume, uh, which, you know, sort of just speaks to player development. I think it is the right hire. Uh, you know, you have a lot that as a team in transition with a lot of young guys that are going to, you know, comprise the majority of this team, you know, in the next, you know, three to five years, you need a coach that can relate. You need a coach that can teach them skills in a, in a professional way that they can understand. Um, And it seems like uh, Cronin's done that his entire career. You know, he's coached at all levels. Besides the NHL, he's coached at all levels, uh, worked with guys um, at, at every turn, making sure that they have the skill development plans that they need, make sure that they know what they need to do to be, the best at that particular level. Um, and he seems committed to that and he has a program to that. And, and it seems like, it really seems like he and, and Pat Verbeek are in lockstep on this. Um, you know, Verbeek's had his, had his time now. He's, you know, he's been the GM for maybe a couple of years. You know, he's really had his opportunity to understand what this team needs uh, going forward, what these prospects needs, uh, what the prospects need. Um, and, and I think he took his time and did his due diligence on this. And, and it seems like Cronin is the guy. Um, I wouldn't see him as a, as a, um, you know, a stopgap coach. Um, you know, it is his first chance at head coaching in the, in the NHL, so you never know if if, if the team just completely struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, for a couple seasons, then you know may, maybe they decide to go a different direction. But um, from looking at his resume, he does seem like the right guy, and, and I'm happy about it too. Yeah, I think they're the expectation is hey, he's going, they're probably going to lose for first couple seasons as he kind of builds that. And that's that's probably okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I think he is in for the long haul, though. All right, let's get yeah. to our quick fire round. And uh these are just quick, quick questions. Uh or fun ones. Uh some of them have been made into articles on the hockeybirds.com, but uh we'll get going here. 
Evan, uh, start with you. One or two breakout stars for this season? Oh, uh, I, I think it. you got to go with Mason McTavish. I mean, that's that's a layup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've seen what this kid's done, especially on, in, in big stages and the world juniors and whatever. And, you know, to be honest with me, he went like third overall in my dynasty hockey draft today. So, <laughs> you know, people think he's going to be great. Um, no, I, I, this guy's a... a a potential superstar and this is his this is his year i believe to take that next big step so i'm going with mctavish yeah he's he's uh he's fun to watch <laughs> he definitely is all right jordan who do you got as a breakout star uh mctavish was probably my number one but i'll i'll give a second one um i don't know if you call it a breakout but i think we're expecting another big year from from zegris i think he does even better Gives us some more highlight reel plays, uh, you know, shores up some of those things he needs to shore up as a young, young, arrogant player. Um, and really <laughs> shines, uh, starts to lead this team, you know, uh, in all areas. So let's go Zegers. Yeah, he definitely, he's definitely been an exciting player at just 22 years old. <laughs> um, we'll see what yeah. he signs for. <laughs> That's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be a bridge true. deal. Caveat that he needs to be signed. Sounds like it's going to be a bridge deal so you can get more money later on, but. Uh, we'll wait on that. All right, uh, Jordan, I'll stay with you. One player needs to bounce back from last season. Um, we go Ryan Strom. Uh, he, what I think his play left a little to be desired um, last season, uh, better than what he showed. You know, he had some really good years uh, with the Rangers. Uh, I think he's capable of more than what he showed um, today. I mean, today, uh, last season. So let's go Ryan Strom. All right. Uh, Evan, who do you got? I don't know if you consider this a bounce back because of uh, the injury, but I think this is a really key year for Jamie Drysdale's development. You know, I, I don't even think he registered any points in the, the the handful of games he played, but he's a big part of this organization. He was the number six overall pick. This is a guy that they were counting on to, to you know, to take a big step last year and, the torn labrum just it, it, that was a real buzzkill to start mm -hmm. the season last season. So I expect big things out of him. He still isn't uh, he hasn't signed his uh, contract yet, but uh, you know I, I think they have big plans for him in the future, and so I, I really expect to see something out of him this season. Yeah, it's 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 tough when you get injured so early in the season. You can't uh, and then rehabbing it's tough. So we'll see if he can bounce back from that injury uh, this season. All right, uh, Evan, an uh, X factor this season. It doesn't have to be a player. It can be just a, a situation or something like that. Uh, again, I, I I would really like to see – I think Drysdale's an X factor mm -hmm. if, if he's healthy and what he can do. But I, I really think that Olin Zellweger makes this team, and you're going to see a big difference – uh, uh, on the back end with him, not only from an offensive standpoint, but a defensive standpoint as well. Uh, he's a superstar to me. I, I don't know how he went in the second round. I still can't <laughs> figure that out to this day, but uh, he looks like the real deal. And I, I think he could really, he could really boost this offense, whether it be on the power play or in transition. And I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, he's an exciting defenseman to watch. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Hopefully he does make the team and uh, we'll see him this year. All right, Jordan, uh, who do you got or what do you got as an X factor this season? Zellweg is a great one. I'll go somebody up front, uh, McTavish. Uh, sophomore season, 
Uh, I think he's ready for a coming out party as well. Um, and if he does, um, this offense looks a lot better. Um, so I'm going McTavish. Uh, he's skilled. He's big. Uh, he's good around the net. Uh, he's going to help on the power play. I think his that one timer that he that he started to take over the course of the season last year. I think he continues to work on that and becomes a real asset on the power play for them. Uh, so I think he has a big year. Uh, and if he does, I think the Ducks will, be, will surprise a little bit. Mm-hmm. So McTavish. Yeah, McTavish had, well, I mean, he had a really good season. He was in that Calder Trophy discussion. So, uh, yeah, yeah, to have another great season um, to do more, I think he definitely has a lot more to give for sure. Definitely. Let's move to rookies, prospects. There's many of them. (laughs) (laughs) But these are guys that could potentially make the roster surprising, not the guy that you're expecting. So, uh, Evan, who do you have in that category? Oh uh, man, if you've been reading my articles lately for the the hockey writers, I I am all over Pavel Minchikov. Like I said at development camp, I I I went there to see Leo Carlson, and I I couldn't take my eyes off Minchikov. <laughs> three on three drills. I mean, he looks like he looks like the prototypical power forward, but he's doing this, but from the back end. I think his skating is top notch. He's got great hands. Uh, I think he. Uh, I think there's a very good chance that he might not make the team out of camp, but I think he might, he's going to see some action this year. I believe at some point, at least some, some, some significant games, mm-hmm. but I really like him. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Another guy that uh, I'm like, Oh, and just adds another great defense. So cool. <laughs> All right, Jordan, who, who do you have uh, as a rookie or prospect of surprise this season? Uh, I think Go- Goche makes makes uh, makes the team has a good season. I think he plays uh, the style that um, has long been sort of that Ducks uh, tradition. You know, big big size, uh, strong, mean uh, centerman down the middle. Uh, I think he fits that he fits that prototype. And, and I'm not saying he's going to be you know the next Ryan Getzloff, but I do think he makes makes a team makes a good impression in training camp. Uh, and gets a shot uh, right away. So I'm going to go Nathan Goche. I like yeah, it. like we've said, I think he has big potential to be that uh, third line center. I yeah. Could actually potentially be a second line center, but they just got McTavish and Secrets so up deep. there. Yeah. <laughs> so a good problem to have. Good problem. Someone's yeah, going to play wing. Definitely. I really believe that. Someone's yeah. going to end up playing wing on that top line, and you're going to have uh, you're going to have Zegers, McTavish, whatever Zegers. Leo Carlson, I <laughs> that could be a very very fun line. All right, let's talk to other prospects and potentially not make the NHL this season, but someone that should everyone should be watching. I uh, Jordan, who do you got there? Uh, I guess it depends on which way the Ducks go, um, but I would say I'd, I'd say Zellweger. Um, we've talked about him this entire podcast, and we've been writing about him. Um, you know, the last few months, um, this kid is just. This kid's a dynamite. He's he's can do everything. At least it seems he's accomplished everything um, at every at every level, every amateur level. Um, the guy, the kid's big time. Um, so if he doesn't make the team, uh, then expect him to dominate the AHL because he's dominated every other level. So um, I'm excited about him. Uh, and yeah, yeah, Zellweger all the way. <laughs> <laughs> we love Zellweger. I, I like I say, yeah. just just watch Prospect Corner. We we talk about him a lot yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, who do you have as a prospect to watch this season? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, and he's not going to make the team uh, because he's signed to go back juniors, but Tristan Leno, he was the Mm -hmm. third part of the, uh, 
the the Ducks defenseman, the prospects that won uh the he won the Q uh what, what league was it? I'm, I'm I, was, I always get these mixed up now that there's three of them, but he he won the defenseman of the year uh in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, he's he's someone that they have plans for in the future, but it's probably two to three years away. But that's just a, uh, someone to keep an eye on. We've talked about Mintikoff, Drysdale, uh, Zelliger. Uh, but yeah, this this guy's going to be an important part, I think, in the next three to two to three years. Yeah, I like Luno as well. See another guy, and there's too many too many good defensemen in this system. I will throw one out, and that's Sasha past Sasha passed a job. I I've loved this kid since his draft year. I thought he was going to go in the second round. That didn't happen. He went all the way in the third round and he's been dominating the OHL ever since. So keep an eye on him. He's probably just going to dominate wherever he is next year again. Um, but I still can't believe he went in the third round. This guy's just skilled and just adds to the more forwards they already have. And we'll see what happens. But I, I love how he plays. So I'll keep an eye on past the job again this season because I think he's still going to score a lot of goals. Yeah, he outside of uh, Leo Carlson, he's probably their their top forward prospect. Yeah, he, he's he's, yeah, di- yeah. he's dynamite. Third round pick, but whatever. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Evan, who will lead the team in scoring this season? Ugh. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a repeater though. Mason McTavish. <laughs> I think I think this is it. I mean, I could see Zegers maybe but uh, I think McTavish is more the dynamite pl- player um yeah I'm gonna go with McTavish on this one what about on defense uh to lead the team on defense and scoring <laughs> <sighs> I want to say Drysdale I, like I said I, I think this is the year that he he makes that big leap you know it sucked last year with the torn labrum but this is the year for him to shine and it, it's very pivotal year for him and I think he's going to, I think he's going to do it. All right. Jordan, what do you got to uh, lead the team forwards and defense? Evan made some great points Two two very good candidates. Uh, I'm going to go, I am going to go Z on this uh, to lead the team offensively. Um, I do think McTavish probably is the more complete player, but uh, Zegers, I think too much skill, uh, just too electric, so much fun to watch. Uh, I, I think he'll, I think he'll lead the team in scoring again. Um, not sure, you know, he's entering his fourth season now, so we'll see. Hopefully, he hits that eighty-point clip, something like that. Uh, but I think he can. I think he'll lead the team uh, defensively. Um, and this may have been because Drysdale was out all season, but I think Cam Fowler has a chance to lead the team mm-hmm. uh, scoring. He he had, a, I think, one of his highest scoring seasons of his career uh, last year, um, which is not, you know, that's not nothing. So. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's an older guy, a little bit of an older guy now. I think he's hitting 30 or maybe 31. Um, but he le- he's the leader of this defensive group. Uh, he's got some talent. Uh, he's had some talent since day one um, offensively. So I think he'll I think he'll have a good season. All right. Yeah, that those two great all those great choices. I think it's going to either be Zegers or McTavish. <laughs> be one of those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Defense is going to be tough. I think I think it's. I mean, Drysdale definitely has a big chance if he can stay healthy all yeah. season because um, he's going to probably play a lot. So we'll see. All right. Uh, we talked about one guy that could be traded this season. Uh, Jordan, you have anyone else uh, that could be traded before the deadline? 
maybe Adam Henrique. Um, he's, you know, frequent trade speculation over the last um, few years. Uh, I believe he is still under contract, I think, right? <laughs> um, hopefully I didn't blow that. But yeah, I think he'll, I think uh, he'll, he'll be, uh, he'll be up for discussion again. Um, you know, he's a good compliment to, to Zegers and, and Terry up front, uh, this year, but he's, you know, he, he was injured for, you know, a few, uh, quite a few games. Um, so, and he's, he's aging out of the core, uh, group of this team as well. So uh, I'd go Henrique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Contract year too. So he's UFA contract, okay, off yeah. season. So yeah, that'd be yeah, a big man. candidate to move and would help playoff teams for sure. Uh, yeah. Evan, who do you have as someone that could be trade bait? Well, this might, I think it depends a lot on how the season goes. Um, but I, I think, you know, Radko Gudis, he could be that guy just because, you know, yeah, they brought him in to mentor the young defense, but also you can flip a guy like that at the deadline, mm-hmm. especially coming off the playoff run. Everybody saw, I mean, that that was his national coming out party, even though he's been mm-hmm. in the league for a while, uh, was this last this playoff run. And, you know, that's the kind of guy that you want going into the playoffs. And if the Ducks can get a, you know – might not get a first, but maybe a second or maybe third. That might be worth it at the deadline. It like like I said, depends on the season how it goes, uh, and what prospects actually you know do come up. But that's that's a valuable thing, and teams do that. They'll sign mm-hmm. players for a year or two, and and if they know that that veteran can get unloaded at the deadline for more picks. I mean, why why wouldn't you? So I don't know if it's likely, but <laughs> maybe. Could be. Uh, he signed a three-year contract. So, um, yeah, t- but we've seen it. We've seen teams, uh, you know, trade these guys, especially if, like you said, some of the prospects end up looking like they're NHL ready and you need to have sp- spots for them. So you got to move veterans out. All right, last question, and I love this question because they, they're always fun. So, uh, Evan, what do you got as a bold prediction or a hot take for this season? A hot take. My hot take is uh, Pavel Minchikov. Uh, I've been adoring this guy forever, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, Pavel Minchikov Calder winner. That's a big one because there's so many right, guys yeah. in this class. I like to go big, leading the way, Connor Bedard. So he'd have That's to a... beat him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also got Adam Fantilli in there. Leo Carlson. Um, yeah. That that's a bold prediction. I'm going as bold as I could go. <laughs> All right, I'm here for that. Yeah, All I like right. that one. Jordan, what do you got? Uh, I'm going team team take uh, this time. I say Ducks win 35 games and 80 standings points. So massive improvement. Yeah. Uh, on their franchise worst season ever. Um. <laughs> so I think I think they I think they improve. Uh, in that regard, they get 35 wins uh creep closer to a playoff spot uh an overall positive season so that's what i'm going hot take all right definitely possible i mean a lot of things yeah. have to go right but uh all right well thanks evan and jordan for coming on the show and previewing the anaheim ducks 2023-24 season because hey, you know it's going to be an exciting season i think i had to watch all these young guys i mean it may end up being a bad season in the standings, but there's going to be a lot of progression for these young guys uh, and they need it. So we'll see how it all goes. But before we leave, uh, Evan, uh, give us your social media where everyone can find your stuff. Okay. I'm at Sabre91 uh, on Twitter. 
uh, and I do a podcast for Dauber Prospects on DauberProspects.com. Nice. And Jordan, uh, social media, where everyone can find your stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jay Reinhardt 27, Twitter and Instagram, uh, posted all my articles on there. So please, uh, yeah, feel free to give me a follow. Appreciate the read. And, um, yeah, thank you. All right. Well, make sure you're checking out all of the Anaheim Ducks coverage at the hockeywriters.com. We got, we got preview posts every, almost every day uh, about the upcoming season. Uh, I know Evan, you've done a lot of prospect stuff, so check that out and, you know, check out all the preview stuff we got at the hockey writers uh, through all the teams and all the YouTube preview shows we've got out already. And, um, you know, we've got, we've got a bunch of stuff coming <laughs> as the season uh, countdown comes to a close and we start the regular season, which is coming quick. So uh, until next time, we'll see you on another episode of the Hockey Writers Roundtable.